we acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and it's Tuesday, 18th of April, 2023, 8.06pm. And I'm Wentz. And you're listening to... The, the New, New Blurt. Blurt! I can't take it anymore! Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to The New Blurt. You absolutely are listening to The New Blurt, and thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about... Lots of things, but a, f- a few things just off the bat that we're going to be talking about is uh, we've got a Let's Get Technical uh, segment back this week, and Wentz is going to talk about cyber hacking. Uh, apparently, I believe, uh, some podcast has been hacked with all of their video and all their audio, apparently, so looking at that. Um, going to have a look at the top trends in tech at the moment. It wouldn't uh, surprise you that AI is obviously in the top five. <laughs> Probably top three or something. Artificial intelligence, that is. And then we'll go on to Econobabble, which is an economic segment. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the World Trade Organization is saying that uh, we're going to be slowing growth in the economy internationally uh, this year, down to 1.7%. So, yes, it's, it doesn't look good. But anyway, we'll discuss that a little bit more. The WTO, the World Trade Organization, never seems to have anything good to say anyway. So it's pretty normal stuff. So, Dave, Wednesday's going to find out if cash is still king on our Nature Calls segment. Uh, tonight, I'm going to find out if animals are smarter than humans. And in this case, are crows smarter than humans? And I would say, yes, they most definitely We will find out. And Wednesday's going to find out also if dogs need therapy i would say not but then i'm not sure because i'm not a vet anyway good evening wensi how are you my friend good evening and before i kick off the show tonight i respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which i live and work the yagra and turbrals people's sovereignty was never ceded yes and just with that i absolutely humbly apologize tonight i'm coming to you from wintry uh, country the calling nation of the Wurrung people sovereignty was never ceded always has been and always will be aboriginal land very remiss of me mm, it's something that's that right. so important to us and you were just yeah. saying so i apologize that's all right did you hear the big sigh of relief from queenslanders no go on i've got no idea yesterday school started up again so the kids are back at school <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just wanted uh, to start off the show with that positive yeah, well, news. <laughs> it is, it is, it is positive news. Um, I'm sure there's heaps of people that are probably yeah, more exactly. than that. I would have thought there's probably, yeah. yeah. I think it's more like that. Yes, yeah. yeah, probably more. Yeah. Um, all the mums and dads getting together. It was funny. I remember years ago, um, my mum. When uh, when it was Christmas, she mm. always she always be looking at the calendar, going, "When are these fucking kids going back to school?" <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's weird because it's it's funny because I don't remember 
when I was at home, and mm. I probably was, but I don't remember because I grew up in the country. I, I remember just doing stuff all the time, mm. so yeah. I don't remember being bored. So I don't know why she would say that, but yeah. I can totally and understand if, if. And even if you were bored, you probably did stuff. So you were forced to do stuff back then. Oh yes, for sure. Um, yes, especially in the country, you would have had heaps of stuff to do. Oh, yeah. the paddock or yeah. or um, I don't know. Castrate a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Milk some cats. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think, I think I've got some of that here. Hold on. Uh, where are we? I think I've... Yeah, that's better. Yes. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, no, no, no milking of cats, but, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of tree climbing, a lot. Yeah, I used to um, hop on a, our BMX bikes with um, the local kids, and we used to ride our bikes down to the nearest creek and just go as far as we could away from home, come back in the afternoon and in time for dinner. Yeah, we had heaps of fun. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a total different world. I was saying to uh, Ness the other day that uh, we used to, because we, you know, we didn't have any money or anything, so it's not like we would go down the road and buy some clay if we wanted to do mm. some you know, clay work or whatever. We would go down to the local creek because it had yeah. clay in the creek. So we'd oh, grab yeah. the clay and take it back and mm-hmm. work with it and have a bit yep. of fun and whatever. I mean, yeah, that was very, really, really simple times. They were simple mm. times. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They were good. They were yeah, good. They, they were good times. Talking about simple and regional, mm. no, no segue here at all. In the regional, in regional Victoria now, mm-hmm. starting from the thirty first of March, which obviously is already, no matter where you live, well, no matter where <laughs> you live, this just, just, haunting us now. That's just. Have you been hacked? Fine. No, we'll get to, <laughs> no, no, we'll I don't. We'll get onto later. Nope, there it is again. Anyway, so it will cost you the same amount to travel. The most you'll pay is the same as a daily cat fare, which is currently $9.20. So basically, what that means is if you want to travel from Bendigo to Melbourne, it mm-hmm. will cost you a maximum of $9.20 wow. for the day where it used to cost something ridiculous like $25 or $30. Yeah. And when was that? So that uh, who introduced that? Was that the government uh, or yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Transport? Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. That was um, that was Andrew's <clears throat> government. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Andrews never does anything good, does he? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. No, he's, no. He's... And that, you know what? That is a perfect segue because the other thing I did this week, beautiful, um, about public transport it was. Um, on Sunday, I attended this uh, a Greens forum about oh, yes. our local federal member, uh, Elizabeth Watson-Brown, introduced, I forget what they call it, something in Parliament. They tabled something in Parliament asking to do a 12-month free trial of public transport. And they showed the state, benefits. State or federal? State or federal? Uh, state. Uh, across No, federal. So across all the jurisdictions. So some of the many benefits that would include um, if, if you had cheaper fares, especially with uh, also no fares, especially with um, the cost of living at the moment. In some cases, you might save up to $3,500 a year. Better health outcomes because you use the car less and you walk towards your public transport, whatever's nearest by. Less road, uh, road traffic. So there's benefits there. And 
the most interesting part is it won't cost that much because fares in most states across Australia, it only covers um, around about 10 to 12% of running those services. For example, here in Brisbane or Southeast Queensland, it's run by council. And so okay. about 88% of the uh, cost of running public transport here is actually covered by public, uh, by Brisbane Council. 12% is covered by what we pay. So right. it wouldn't even cost us anything here. For example, I think it was $250, $270 million a year, which is nothing. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and how many, like how many people is that meant to service? And are they all EV vehicles or what's the situation? As in the public transport vehicles here? It's mostly gas. So I think it's hydrogen no, it's not hydrogen. Uh, what's the other gas? Ethanol, maybe. I know it's not electric and it's not fuel. So it's a, it's a buses here run by gas. Right. I, okay. gas. I should know. I see it on the buses all the time. And then okay. obviously you've got trains which are electric. Um, yeah. So the maintenance and all that is covered by, by council, really. And okay. I th in Victoria, it's run by public or is it? So the metro is owned by France, I believe. The system is run by the government. Right. So PTV, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So PTV runs the public transport yeah. of, of Victoria, mm. but the metro, the company, the French company, um, mm. owns its assets. There is mm. an actual word for all of the... Um, carriages and everything, yeah. I can't remember what it's called um, off the top of my head. Yeah. So so my, so my question is, so, okay, so they're about to put nearly 300 million. Mm. Is that a, a year from now on or? Well, it's a proposal. So they, they're trying to get this up so that we can trial it for 12 months across okay. the country and, and just do a study and see if it benefits society and everyone else. So oh, for example, so... <clears throat> by, by not, by saving that money, if you don't have fares, you don't have to um, maintain the ticketing system, which in the case of here in Queensland would save you at least $50 million a year yeah, um, and, and things like that. So that money can then go into hiring more um, drivers and maintenance, maintenance um, for the vehicles, purchase extra vehicles so that there's more frequent uh, services and things like that. So it's very okay. successful overseas. Amsterdam's got a very good, um, what do they call it? Action, ac active transport. So they okay. encourage the activeness like riding bikes, walking. Yes, that's true. Things yeah. like that. So yeah. I nearly got run over by a bike in Amsterdam, so I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better, better than being run over by a car or a truck. Well, absolutely. But I don't know if you've been to Amsterdam, but it's ridiculous. It, the bikes are just, it's its absolutely crazy. It doesn't matter where you stand, you have a chance of getting run over. It's unbelievable. Right. Like, I was trying to get off the road as much as possible and just get out of it. Everyone's way. <laughs> and I still nearly got run over. Because wow. the other thing is they go both ways. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so a free-for-all, is it? Yeah. Just, oh yeah! Like everywhere, absolutely. It's <laughs> oh, just wow. there is no rules. It is absolute chaos, but it seems to work really well. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. But I mean, they don't have heaps and heaps of cars around there because there are so many bikes. So I mm. you know, obviously that. But I reckon they probably have quite a few bike accidents. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But <laughs> pretty sure you just yeah. can't have that many bikes and not because there's yeah, a lot exactly. of people. You know. Yeah. So okay, so I need to just backtrack slightly because uh, my brain, I don't know, just went to sleep. But what <laughs> you were saying, what you were saying is that uh, basically your public transport 300 million would would it would cost because they're making the public transport free or Correct. thinking about trialing it a yes. free system for Correct. 12 months yes right okay not just here in queensland but across the nation it would it'll be i think it, they took it to the um what's the body in canberra with it that it'll um, cost a shitload more than that down yeah here, it's, a, it's about 2.2 billion across the nation is right, what okay. they calculated. Most of that would be us and New South Wales, I would have thought. You'd think, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. 2.2, I mean, if that we're, if we're talking federal, that's, mm. as you say, that's four-fifths of fuck all. Yeah, and, and considering mean, what the subs are costing us 10-plus billion a year, the stage three tax cuts, that's another three... Quarter, quarter of a trillion. Quarter of a trillion. It's easily affordable if we, especially not do tax, that. Not well. The stage three tax cuts definitely mm. that can just mm. be scrapped. Mm. So yeah, there's it's definitely affordable and it'd be worth um, a good trial to see if it works. Well, that is really interesting. I'll tell you mm. something else that's interesting too. Mm. David Cock. Do you know David Cock? No. Oh, Cock. Is it Cocky or Cochi? It's Cochi. Uh, it David Cochi. Yeah, uh, Koshi okay. from Sunrise. Yeah. Oh, oh, Koshi. Yeah, yeah. yeah David Koshi. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not dead. Oh, isn't he? Oh. No. I haven't heard from him, so I assumed he was. Yeah, no. I just wanted uh, anyone listening to <sighs> this uh, program, Koshi is not dead. Just letting you know. he um, He's not dead. He has been getting <laughs> getting the shits with <laughs> um, a crypto scam, uh, which said he is dead. There was quite a big tweet that was done by Kimberly Ramirez, whoever the hell she is. Hmm. Although saying goodbye is never easy, we take comfort in knowing that Kochi lived a full and meaningful life, leaving behind a legacy of kindness, warmth, and compassion. And then Kochi replied, just for clarity, I'm alive and well, and I'm enjoying AFL gather round in Adelaide with all my family. And this stuff is really giving me the shits. (laughs) And that's exactly what he said. That's exactly <laughs> awesome. what he said. So, um, I'm not a big fan of Kosh anymore. No, but yeah, I'm good, good on him for fighting back. Yeah. I know, I agree. I agree yeah. totally. I'm, I'm the same as well. I've, I've heard him make some very weird statements about mm. things in the past when it comes yeah. to, um, I think uh, LGBTQI, and he doesn't yeah. sit great with me either, but you don't no. wish death on anyone. And no. What was interesting is that Kimberly Ramirez, she actually had her account um, hacked. Oh, right. It says down here that uh, the New York-based advertising worker said her account had been accessed by someone from Lake Forest, Illinois. According mm-hmm. to a login attempt, the emails sent to the address associated her with the account. This left this asshole left me a debt of over a thousand k on ads. She said, 
More than 6,000 people have clicked on the advertisement. Apparently that tweet was shown, like something like 160,000 people saw it or some ridiculous, mm. pretty ridiculous mm. stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I thought I might just... Uh, um, oh, before we yeah, before we wrap yeah. up banter... Um, yeah, because you had some to... other stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heaps but one from last week just continuation um oh, in yes. indelible indigenous i spoke mm-hmm. about um alira jennings who mm-hmm. was going to be the first female indigenous australian to finish the six marathons she completed it yesterday in boston uh haven't been able to work out what position she she finished in uh, but she did complete it so she's the first female indigenous to complete it so thumbs up that's ridiculous. Incredible. Unbelievable yeah, stuff. So, yeah, and there was a nice uh, nice expose on Alira Jennings last mm. week too, uh, Wednesday. So yeah. apparently you're going to do an expose yourself um, at the school, doing trivia or something. You're going to be running the trivia uh, at your local school. Yes, yes. Um, part of the um, committee to host the trivia night as a fundraiser at our kids school hasn't been run since pre-covid there's a lot of unknowns no one knows how to run one or how to organize one so we're all learning on the fly and nothing was documented from last last uh time it was done so yeah there's four or five of us coordinators and yeah we're just doing our best so hopefully end of may we'll have a successful trivia night and have raised x amount of money I should have I should have kept all my notes the last time Miles and I did a trivia night. It was on uh, we we were raising money on behalf of I think it was primary school or no the high school okay. or something I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. But you know that song um, I got a feeling uh, which is um, oh. Black Eyed Peas. Oh yes, yes. Tonight's going to be a good night. We had that as um, our comeback song. So. Oh, no. So every time you know you'd finish the trivia, and then we'd have mm. that over the over the loudspeaker, and so everyone yeah. would know to come back to their chair type uh, thing. Good one. Um, yeah. So now we, yeah, we, we had we, all we, these little. Yeah, go on. No, no, I was just saying we had all these little sort of segues of songs yeah. interspersed in the oh, trivia, nice. etc. Yeah. So um, yeah, that we were sort of yeah we were sort of just riffing off each other. It was quite good. Yeah. Quite fun. Did did you MC it yourself? And mm-hmm. ask the questions. Yeah, once you uh, did, yeah. Uh, Miles uh, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're outsourcing that. So we're, oh. we're, yeah, we've contacted a few trivia hosting organisations here in Brisbane, and we've settled on uh, one out of the four or five that we approached. And yeah, hopefully it'll be a good night. Yeah, oh, they, they always are. I mean, I love yeah. trivia nights. Yeah. Um, when when I lived in London. Uh, the place where I lived, right at the end of our drive, was a pub, mm. and it was an awesome pub. Yeah, uh, they used to do trivia night every Tuesday. Awesome. And so, yeah. um, my flat night, and I would just always rock down there and and uh, yeah, do trivia on Tuesday. It's awesome. Mm. It's great. Yeah, and you know, I love. Oh, there's heaps. There's heaps around in pubs around here in, in Brisbane. You see it all the yeah. time. Advertised. Yeah, they are good. They are good. Something else that is particularly good, really good conversations with the blood bank. Yep. And um, as you know or might not know, I've donated, I think, nearly 50 times. And the only mm-hmm. thing that stopped me donating was when I got cancer, skin mm. cancer. So 
I wasn't able to donate anymore. And I, I am allowed to donate again, but I'm not allowed to donate for like another two or three years. Yeah, so um, how long is yeah. it between drinks, so to speak? Five years. Five years, okay. Yeah, between sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so five years. So I think I've got like another, as I say, another two or three yeah. years. But yeah. it's fantastic to have the blood bank um on board and mm. some stage uh, this year uh within the next month or so hopefully with a bit of luck we will have someone from the blood bank on yep. and they yep. can explain one how important giving blood is mm. and two uh what their job is and yeah. uh what the difference between donating plasma and what the difference between mm. donating blood is what the experience is like etc yep. etc et so so that'll be really cool before we do that did you know a single blood donation could save up to three lives be the lifeblood of Australia. Join us and search Give Blood to book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life, give blood. What Star says, let's get technical. Definitely one of my favourites. Yes, not definitely. segments, but uh, Sting definitely. Stings, I, I like yeah. The, I like the segment as well, but Sting. <laughs> um, yes, all right. Um, I'll go first on this one. Um, lovely, nice. As, as as you know, I'm a bit of a tech nerd slash tragic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. always advertise that, no. but I do. I do no, like my, no. my tech. Um, I like things. I, I'm always liking to keep um, in the know of. The latest mobile phone, uh, what they're developing, the latest gadgets, TVs, software, what's available on apps and computers, blah, 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 blah. Um, but underwear. what's being, what's that? No, don't worry. Underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's been worrying me lately is the increase in malware and hacking of organizations, institutions around the world. Um, it's had a lot of coverage over the last um, six months, especially here in Australia. Yeah, we've had um, Latitude Finance, the most recent big one, Medibank, um, Optus. Optus. They're the main Defense, ones, I think. Defense hospitals. Yeah, hospitals mm. and uh, countless more around the world, yeah. especially in the states. Yeah. Let's go. One on even, and on. yeah, won't even talk about Russia hacking into Ukraine and vice versa. Um, yeah, we could be here for a whole month talking about that. But the one I want to focus on is. Um, a little little canadian tech youtube channel called linus tech tips um, oh, okay so that's all about linux then no no it's oh. called linus because um the founder is called linus sebastian oh, so okay. yeah that's so not a, not about linux they oh, do talk linux every now and then but yeah oh. they review they used to review a lot of phones but they've moved away from that but they'll talk about laptops graphics cards Right. servers then they talk about um hacking or just anything to do with tech so yeah. it could be corporate could be consumer level all sorts of stuff but uh about three or four weeks ago they they got um uh hacked using malware basically uh what happened was uh the attackers used a phishing email um to trick one of their employees into clicking on a malicious link uh, in this case, the employee downloaded a PDF that looked like it came from a potential sponsorship partner. 
So the email all looked all right. The link looked really like like your regular PDF. But as soon as the employee clicked on and opened the PDF, it then installed the malware program, which nice. then gave the attackers access to their primary Google account, which is where they upload all their um, videos. They've got about three or four different channels, this one, one group. So they managed to change the password, which then locked them out. They oh, then God. proceeded to uh, delete video comments, subscriber information and things like that. Yeah, so once they did all of that, that locked them out, took Linus and others in the in their uh, organization three or four hours in the middle of the night um, yeah. to to regain access. So even though their account was protected by um, SMS uh, FA, factor authentication, two-factor. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, Google. And they still got through. Yeah, and they still got through. But that's because this guy or girl clicked on something that they obviously shouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. And it's easy to do. It's it's what they call social engineering. So mm. um, they use human psychology to think, make you think that this is legitimate, there's urgency or there's something um, that you really need to click on something. Urgency is the one. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how they, they get a lot of people. So... And when you're looking at emails or even SMSs, a lot of them come through SMS these days. You look at it and go, "Oh yeah," you don't even think about it. You don't. You're not looking at the URL of the link to see if it's legitimate, if it matches the company, and things like that. Yeah, so it's it's very clever how they do it. Unfortunately, mm. um, at my work, um, we have uh, we have a, um, a phishing scheme. P P H I S H I N G phishing. Yep, phishing. Meaning, yep. obviously, um, uh, masquerading as a different account, etc., cetera, etc., yeah. and you know, trying to spoof email addresses. So, mm. so yeah, we have yeah. a phishing scheme, and what they do is they uh, create different types of um, structured emails, mm. moderately frequently, yeah. and they just pump them through to you. Like there was one a while ago. And it was something about uh, the CEO was uh, just bought a new uh, puppy mm -hmm. and um, he uh, downloaded some pictures and he was oh, just okay. <clears throat> sending them for all the staff to have a look at. Uh-oh. <laughs> and um, there, was, there was a lot of people that got caught by that. I, mm. wasn't, I've, yeah. I've, I got caught early, like a few years ago. But yeah. since then, pretty much. A lot more careful. Now. Yeah. 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 Basically just look at it and go, no. <laughs> so what happened to those people when they clicked on the on the those images? Did they great question. They had to go for extra training. Yeah. Did they yeah. get a, a message straight away saying that, I oh, guess what, you've just failed the yeah, test? That's yeah. exactly what happens. Yeah. So it's your website and it says you've now just compromised um the company or whatever. Mm. Um but the funny thing was that the puppy one got so many, okay. even even experienced IT people. So yeah, it's it's gotten me. Um, at my previous job, they do similar tests, and yeah, yeah, I fell for for a trick, and it, it's that classic one of Ozpost. Yes, that's a great one. It, it was weird because right at that time, I was actually expecting an Ozpost delivery 
but stupidly, I didn't think, hang on, why would they send it to my work email? Because if it was OzPost, it would be in my personal <laughs> email. And I stupidly clicked on the link. I know. And then I got an email back straight away saying, oh, you just failed this yeah. test because yeah. that was a phishing um, email test. And now you've got to do this training and you've training. got to complete yeah, it yeah. By, by X yeah. date and stuff. So, yeah. 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 So we've got, we've got a training module done. with your name yep. on it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that one person and that person and that person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, cyber hacking, it's, um, yeah, it's so incredibly rough. It's just, mm. um, it's really hard now to, uh, you know, I mean, that's with phones, et cetera. It's such a, you know, it's such a good idea to set your phone up so that, um, the only phone numbers that come through your phone are the ones mm. that are in your phone already. Yeah. So that and SMSs getting... you've got to be careful of too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So my my phone it actually does a pretty good job now. It basically mm. gets rid of most spam, even SMSs. If it's a dodgy mm. number, it won't it won't uh, allow it and it'll just yeah. tell me it was spam. So yeah. But yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. So uh, what what can we learn from all of this? Um, one, like we've just discussed, be vigilant of those phishing emails. Don't trust every email you get, even the ones that look legitimate from work. The other one is to have really strong passwords. Don't use password one two three or Keely Wentz twenty twenty three. It just doesn't work. Okay, it's just bad. No. They're easily. Um, hacked hacked or, yeah. or brute hacked uh brute force brute force hacked. Um, yeah use two-factor authentication wherever possible in terms of passwords use a an app um there's plenty out there some of them are free and still good quality otherwise just pay the two or three bucks a month to get um full features where you can share passwords between your family members yeah that way yeah some you, yeah, some you keep yourself and your common ones like netflix or other family services you can share amongst everyone in your family. Yeah. Um, Bit Warden's really good there, and I think yeah. um, password one, I think, is another uh, one, one. One password is one. one password. Is what I what I use. LastPass, yeah. even though they got hacked last year, they have yeah. improved their security and the way they protect their their vault. What are the other big ones? Quite, Dash, Dash Lane's but, another one. Yeah, I do quite like Bitwarden. I've been, mm. been happy with that one so yeah. far until everything gets hacked. Um, yeah, but... yeah, exactly. So Bitwarden yeah. and 1Password were my, my shortlisted one and I ended up with 1Password. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, no, yeah. very, uh, very good information to mm. uh, disperse there to uh, our listeners, definitely. I mean, yeah. it's so easy for it to, to occur and um, it's almost, well... It's not almost as easy to stop it occurring. It's really hard to actually, but you just want to make it as hard as possible for them. Yeah. It's, just, it's the same in the old days, you know, especially with the car. People don't seem to rip off cars as much as they used to, but mm. they do. I don't know. Yeah. But um, in the old days, you know, it was so easy to get into someone's car. So mm. you just tried to make it hard as possible for them yeah. to drive it away yeah, if they exactly. did get in. Yeah, you know, with a car lock, etc. And if you can sort of put that analogy on um, what we're talking about, mm. it's the same sort of thing. It, you can't really yeah. stop them getting in, but you can uh, stop them getting all your stuff. So yeah, on on that on that car theft, I, I remember one of my very first cars. It was a Ford Falcon E E A or E B Falcon. Ford. One, 
yeah. <laughs> I was a Ford man back in the day. Oh, uh, but yeah, you could easily yeah, yeah. Um, you could easily get into it using a coat hanger, like a yeah. lot of those cars of the day of yeah. that yeah. era. Yeah. But yeah. the worst part of it all was the ignition. You could pretty much put any stick <laughs> in the um, in the keyhole. <laughs> yes, and, it'll, and it'll, it'll turn, turn it. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I know exactly so, what that's yeah. like. It's yeah. the same as your door and everything else. You yeah. can just put a bloody five cent piece in there and it'll open it up. Yeah. I yeah. know. There was no a lot harder these That's... days. Oh, yeah, it is. It is a lot harder these days. But they seem to be going for much nicer cars and I don't have the nicest of cars. It's not a bad car, but it's not as nice as they want. So <laughs> that suits me. Down mm. to the ground. And um, this should hopefully suit a couple of people as well. And we'll be back in a minute with a bit more tech. So, yeah, so I'm just going to talk about the um, top tech trends at the moment. And as I said before, it's kind of to be um, Robinson Crusoe or an absolute genius to know that AI is in the top <clears throat> three or four of the trends. But one of the biggest trends is um, computing power, which is, as you probably know, um, the size of computers that are being built nowadays. Like I remember, um, and so many of them being virtual, uh, mm. i.e., you know, they're not they're not on premise, etc. Yeah. Um, they're, they're built in the cloud, and they're being built like huge. I built one the other day. It was I think it was 200 and, 254 meg and auto scaled, um, which means obviously as as you run out of room on one yeah. instance, it'll just keep spinning up unlimited amount of instances because yeah. there was no cap on how big mm. that was. So yeah, you, the computing, yeah, the computer power is huge. And the, obviously the reason is because the data sets that people are dealing with, like, the amount of data that Netflix has got, for instance, mm. any of those streaming services, the, yep. the amount of structured data and even unstructured data, you know, um, is just ridiculous. The, the size, uh, and that's mm. what, you know, big data is all about. So we need these these sizes. So this is, um, and it's also just talking about uh, also the number one uh, jobs in the, in the top um, uh, trends of tech as well, mm -hmm. which you won't be surprised by. Uh, data scientist is mm -hmm. uh, number one. Yeah. I think data scientists, I think as a rule, data science make an average of around about 200K. Wow. I think something like that. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm guessing big organizations like Google, Facebook, um, Amazon, Microsoft would have a lot of these data scientists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the, all the data that they collect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that is 100% true. And where I work, a data engineering area, so there's, yeah, we're dealing with market data all the time. Mm. So we've got yeah. quite a lot of data engineers and data scientists. But robotics researcher is right up there as well. And as you can imagine, AI architect. They are the, they are the pretty much the um, uh, numero uno of jobs, yeah. So number four, this is like the top 17 trends. So number four, mm is um ai we know obviously all about it um yeah. we'll be further 
to analyze interactions to determine underlying connections and insights to help predict demand for services like hospitals, enabling authorities to make better decisions about resource utilization and detect the changing patterns of customer behavior by analyzing data in near real time, driving revenues and enhancing personalized experiences. What this doesn't say is how in Iran, AI is being used to and draw algorithms that will explain to them when they should, when will be the best time to let their missiles off and in what oh, wow. triggered, what sort of uh, triggered status they should leave together, et cetera, et cetera. So AI is 100% being weaponized internationally. Mm. And that's pretty scary, especially when you put nuclear into the um, same sentence. I was just going to say that's typical of a lot of these technologies, uh, nuclear. It was designed for good, ended up being bad. Um, they're trying to slow down the development of um, chat GPT type technology. Um, oh, when did you hear that? It was a few weeks ago. Um, all the, all the, uh, I think Biden and other countries and big tech have asked, um, yeah, that to slow down so that they can analyze to see how. To, to minimize any any damage that could come out of it and to slow the development just a little bit before continuing at whatever pace they're doing so yeah well uh, you, you're right i think there has mm -hmm. been a little bit of a halt because i think people have gone that's scary we need to yeah. think about it a little bit so yeah. on the other hand ai also offers some of the highest salaries today ranging from over one million two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year machine learning engineer I, I apologize i'll bring that back i think they've got the commas in the okay. i thought that was a lot of money. <laughs> I, I i didn't realize who that was for a minute and then i realized it was machine learning engineer and i went there's no way that person's earning one million two hundred fifty. it's 125k a year but this is okay. this is um U US, us dollars obviously yeah yeah so which is about a million dollars around. here anyway <laughs> probably about 180 i think or yeah. 170 something like that yeah. so machine learning uh the subset of ai is also being deployed in all kinds of industries creating huge demand for skilled uh professionals uh the jobs in that area is ai ai engineer ai architect machine learning engineer and ar research scientist um, I will only do one more if we have time, but I'm not mm -hmm. really sure. Yes, this particular one I yeah. wanted to. So number nine is mm -hmm. new energy solutions. Oh. So the world's agreed to be greener yeah. for the sake of the landscapes. This results in cars running on electricity, blah, blah, blah. What's even better is that people are conscious of their carbon footprints and waste, mm -hmm. thus minimizing it or turning those into renewable energy is even more helpful. I just heard mm. this week that a new system is coming back online that's going to replace Red Cycle. It's meant to be, I believe, three times bigger than Red Cycle. Okay. Uh, you only have to wait two years. Anyway. Uh, who cares about the planet? It'll sort itself yeah. out in the two years. <laughs> yeah, of course it will. Of course it will. But I do have some other good news, though. I went to my local um, Dumpling Kingdom today for my, mm -hmm. um, uh, for my soup. And mm -hmm. it was reusable chopsticks, reusable bowl, and reusable spoon. Win, win, so, win. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> big thumbs up for yeah. the Dumpling Kingdom.
Um, absolutely. And anyone go there, enjoy it. It's great food, fantastic. And they've got reusable product. I'm very, very That's happy nice. about it. So it's very, very good. The alternative energy arena is also boosting environment related data oriented careers. These careers pertain to those in science specializations and social science qualifications. We're talking climate strategy specialists, uh, biotechnology specialists, renewable energy technologists, solar plant design energy so all soul griffiths sort of jobs mm. interesting thing about this is in the new energy solutions it doesn't tell you anything about the salaries but in quite a few of the mm. others they do and i don't yeah. really know why yeah it would have been good if they did because we need more people in those areas hey this is hannah mulvoy from the australia institute i'm listening to the new blurt with wensi and the kexta and you should be too it's on tuesday nights live from around 8 p.m Maynard Keynes, it's put the, the book on modern stupid. macro, the man you there. need when the economy's uh, the all economy, trying, oppression, recession, now your question's in session, have a seat, and I'll show you one simple lesson, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the economy is a little bit stupid at the moment, mm. and I don't have a lot of good news to um spread with the blurt stars um uh, but unfortunately we need to yeah i know we need to talk rip about off this. the band-aid real quick Crap. please <laughs> yeah yes yes i will so trade growth <laughs> is to slow to 1.7 percent in 2023 but no not but <laughs> since following the 2.7 expansion in 2022 but you can guarantee that that was from all of the stimulus that was going into the economy mm, around the, the world yeah. yeah absolutely so global trade growth in 2023 is still expected to be subpar despite slight upgrade to gdp projections since the last fall last autumn world trade um what world trade uh, organization economists said in the new forecast on 5th of april weighed down by the effects of the war in Ukraine, suddenly high inflation, tighter monetary policy and financial market uncertainty, the volume of the world merchandise trade is expected to grow by 1.7% this year, following 2.7 growth in 2022. This is a smaller than expected increase than uh, was pulled down by a sharp slump in the fourth quarter. This is a hell of a lot to do with the fact that um, gas has gone through the roof mm. um, because of the Ukraine-Russian uh, war. Mm. Um, and it's just it's just another nail in the coffin the whole time of what we need to do to change our energy, you know, mm. and um, yeah. change it quick smart. Yeah, that's Because, right. you know, and the other thing is too, I think the World Trade Organization has to start thinking about... Um, they need to start thinking about redesigning economies in that we can't just keep growing. We, we can't just grow infinitely. Mm. I mean, you know, anything that grows infinitely in the end just explodes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Especially um, for, for little people on this planet who can't afford to grow as quick or don't have no. the opportunities no, that's exactly right. Uh, that's 100% correct. And, and you know, um, people in uh, Fiji and in different islands and et cetera, et cetera, that are exploited um, mm. usually 
by very wealthy white businessmen and yeah. you think of the Cayman Islands, all this sort mm. of stuff. It's adding to, to our woes and it's definitely mm. not improving much to those sort of people. Yeah. So, But uh, the trade projections set out in the new uh, uh, Outlook Statistics report that the market exchange rates of 2.4% 2, 2 for 2023. Projections from both trade and output growth are below the averages of the past 12 years of 2.6 and 2.7. So I've heard along the grapevine that they mm -hmm. think and you may have heard this as well, unfortunately, that we may be um, approaching another recession. Yeah. R word. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah. not great. No, um, it's been threatened for the last year or so. Well, yeah, it? it has. And I yeah. think the stimulus just sort of um, uh, uh, sort of waned it off for a little while. Mm. You know, it was like the temporary measure just, yeah. uh, just keeping it at bay. But... Um, but yeah, I mean, because it's because of the the way that we we feel that we have to just keep growing. If if that is the case, and you're not, well, you know, you're obviously going to have a recession. Uh, yeah. Last time we had a recession here, I think uh, unemployment uh, went up to because the last proper recession. I know the GFC, but the last yeah. proper recession, I think the one we had to have that Keating said we had to have was uh, in 1990 slash 1991. Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah, yeah. And that was a pretty bad time. And I think mm. unemployment got to nearly 10%. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't but, quite working at the time, so I don't quite remember. But yeah, I know it was yeah. bad. Yeah, no, it, it was bad. And I was working. So I remember mm. how bad it was. But but the, the, the difference is mm. it was sort of totally. very much more uh, sort of a lot more blue collar stuff happening then yeah manufacturing was big yeah. back then wasn't it yeah it was and and that was the stuff that was dying whereas that stuff's mm. all been killed ages ago yeah. yeah so it's all service industry stuff now you know mm. so yeah the 2.7 percent increase in the world trade volume in 22 was weaker wto's october forecast of 3.5 so several factors contributed to the slump including Elevated global commodity prices, monetary policy tightening in response to inflation outbreaks, disrupted production and trade in China. So that's all very true and it all rings true here, mm. especially I think they said that they think the rates are going to go up again. They, yeah. they didn't think, they thought they're going to be on hold, but now they're yeah. saying that the RBA and its... Um, in its infinite uh, wisdom. Infinite wisdom, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not. It's... But you know, I mean, seriously, is that is that the only tool you have to raise a lower interest rates? Really, you can pay a million a year to sit in a room to go. Yep, needs go up. No, nah, needs come down. Yep, yeah. needs drop. I yeah. mean, really? I'll, I can do that for you, and just pay me <laughs> two hundred thousand. I'd be happy with that. That's what I, that's what I mean. <laughs> just employ five of us instead of that, and we'll have two hundred yeah. each. And yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what do you reckon, Wendy? Yep, put it up. Oh, yep. Okay, no worries. Up, yeah. up. Yeah, we'll give it a rest for another month, and then we'll come back to it. And uh, let's just... let's go let's go have a long lunch, and then talk about it, claim it on tax, yeah, yeah. and then it's... give the bad is... news to everyone else. It is it is phenomenal. It really is phenomenal. Yeah. But I mean, you've only got to be a poor soul that's trying to get a loan from a bank at the moment, mm. and you'll realise how much the tightening of monetary policy really yeah. is taking. Yeah. It's, it's, oh it's... yeah, I can only imagine banks are being extra cautious now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not like when they were just giving out money. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
at two percent, and people were buying houses that were um, inflated by twenty percent during mm. the pandemic. You know, it's yeah. just pretty yeah, they're still stuff. they're still giving billions of dollars to uh, fossil fuels and places like that. So, oh, who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Yeah. I was about to digress then, but I won't because we just don't have enough time. And I will, I'll, I'll wrap this up really fast. But looking ahead to twenty twenty four, trade growth should be should rebound to three point two percent. GDP picks up to two point six, but this estimate is more uncertain than usual due to the presence of substantial downside risks, including geopolitical tensions. It just gets better. Wow. Food supply shocks and the possibility of unforeseen fallout from monetary tightening. Who yeah. could have told? Yeah. So yes, I am. I am the Grim Reaper with mm. uh, all the wonderful, wonderful news. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, um, That's all right. My my kind of babble is not so grim, but it's good. More food, Excellent. Food for thought. When was the last time you carried cash? It's a great question. A mm. really good question. Yeah. And I saw a dude at the pub the other day. And he had like two fifties in his hand, and I just oh felt God. like oh, I know. I just felt like I was back in the nineteen eighties or nineteen nineties or something. No, probably nineteen yeah. nineties. Yeah, must have been or a trade. Early two thousands. I don't know. But um, <laughs> did he did he take him out of a roll of fifties? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that because it wasn't that long ago that I went to another restaurant, and I remember when I was paying that this dude, and it won't surprise you, uh, was Greek, had a role, yeah, had a big wow. role. And he's wow. just, just palming the 50s off. Yeah, and you're not talking about a sublucky role either, are you? No, I'm not talking about a sublucky <laughs> role, no. Because they, um, I mean, historically and stereotypically, yeah. they love cash. Yeah, they do. Always yeah. have. Still do. Who doesn't? But, Who um, doesn't? But it's a, it's a big, much, yeah. no, same. It's becoming a rarity. In a recent global report by US-based finance company, FIS, it shows that only 6% of all Australian point-of-sale transactions were in cold, hard cashola. 6%. So of the billions of dollars that are transacted at point-of-sale, so in retail stores, uh, restaurants, um, fast food six, places, six, only 6%. Six percent. Yeah. Wow. That, are, that are is only... <laughs> no, well, you think about it. Maya, you go to any restaurant, it's all 6%. Um, 6%. How many of those are paying cash or charging in cash? Well, well you no. can pay in cash, but hardly anyone pays it. So we're the second least used cash in the country, uh, in the world. In the world. N yeah. In the world. Norway sits at 4% wow. of, of point of sale transaction, pause uh, transactions. So in Australia, 31% of transactions on e-commerce websites is done via digital wallet, which means yeah, that yeah. we're using our phones more to uh, make payments. So yeah. Android and Apple have their digital wallets. A lot yeah. of people are paying that way. Yeah. So that's 31%. So that's almost a third of online transactions. I use GPay all the time. Yeah, I yeah exactly. I find it really really Easy. it's interesting you talk about this because i was just talking about this to ness this morning or the other mm. day and i was saying oh have you set gpay up before uh, up yet mm. and the conversation came to that she looked at it she reviewed it mm. she shook her head she said yeah. no <laughs> so does she um, use cash is that why or is it because no she just no, use, she, no she doesn't use cash but yes yeah, she used card 
Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was saying, and she has a point, Mm. which is the least that is um, uh, contacted in the transaction, i.e., Uh, if it's GPay, that means it's all virtual. It's all in the mm. cloud somewhere yeah. and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. Mm. Whereas if it's my card, it's in my hand and yeah. I just go like that and it's done typing. Yeah, yeah. that's a good so point. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, and speaking of POS transactions, 40% is actually done with debit cards. So yeah. not even credit cards. So 40% is actually with debit cards, which is a wow. good that, Yeah, yeah that's... Good. Yeah, that's really, really good. Savings, not not going into credit. Do you want to see what other countries are doing? Yes, I would. That would be wonderful. Okay. All right. Bit of show and tell here. Um, Okay. Oh, hold on. Hold on. For people on the pod, what we're looking at now, once you put this in the show notes anyway, but he's got a fantastic globe that's actually spinning. It's very cool. And um, yeah, it's showing. Yeah, you go for it. Sorry. Yeah, so this is the, from that um, US finance company. And like I said, it will be the URL will be there. Let's pick um, Asia Pacific because I was doing a bit of research earlier. Let's pick Vietnam because I was there recently. Let's have oh, a look. And hold on, so, hold on. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't, okay. don't put it up yet. Don't put it up yet. Uh, uh, too late. I can't get out of it. So cash is 42%. I was yeah. going to say, I was going to say 52%. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So for those listening, yeah. So I've clicked on Vietnam digital wallet, uh, which I think in Australia was 31%. Yes, yes it was, is also 31% in Vietnam, but yeah. 42% of their transactions at the till in the shop is 42% in cash, which I found true just about everywhere. They do prefer cash. And I actually thought it was going to be higher than 42. No, that's what I said. I thought it would be 52. Yeah. Um, but if you go to, if you go to Thailand yep. next door, that is yeah. a whopping wow. 56% of cash yeah. transactions. Yeah, yeah. And now, what's, what's A2A? What's that? A2A is account to account. So basically oh, that's right. where you, it's what we, we have a system here in Australia called OSCO or OSCO, OSCO where it goes directly from my account if I'm paying into the other, the recipient's bank account directly. So it's not a direct debit. It's not a credit card transaction. Yeah, yeah, it's a transaction direct between two accounts. So um, that's that's becoming quite common in in many countries. What other country do you want to pick anywhere in the world? Let's pick, well, let's pick New Zealand. New Zealand? Is that in the list? Yes, it is on the right-hand side. Fourth uh, down. Sorry, there it is. And we fly over to New Zealand. Credit cards is 30% of e-commerce wow. transactions and point of sale, 44% of credit cards are used at point of uh, sale. These are credit cards, not debit yeah, cards. So they're, yeah, they're using credit cards in New Zealand a lot. Wow, that yeah. is amazing. This is really quite fascinating. It is. It's very, you very can cool. Pick- Let's pick another continent. Let's get away from Asia Pacific. Yeah, pick Italy. Italy would be the one. Italy? Yeah. Italy. Let's see what they do. So 35% of e-commerce transactions is being used with digital wallets. And at the point of sale, it's 36% debit cards. 
there is a, a report you can download that goes into a lot more detail. Um, yeah. So yeah, if you're interested in finding out even more information, uh, yeah, go to go, go to the website that will be in the show notes. And yeah, it's if you if you love numbers, yeah, it's the site to go. It's just full of numbers. Well, talking about numbers, we're just about to go to uh, Nature Calls, but I thought we'd, um, before we go there, we'd uh, just have a word from our newest sponsor, Cash App. Oh, nothing hurts my soul more than getting a bunch of money from paid sponsorship. Cash for comment. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of cash, have you tried the new Cash App? <laughs> Send and receive money from anyone instantly with the Cash App. Oh, God. Say you want to get $10,000 from Valvoline, just for mentioning the word Valvoline. Just give them your Cash App username and they can send it to you immediately. No questions asked. Download the Cash App today. Valvoline. And now it's time for Nature Cop with Wancy and the Kickster on the new... Oh, there, big fella. That's the wrong nature calling. Oh, right. Here is our new segment, Nature Calls. It's all about the wonderful world of... Wonderful world. <laughs> one of my favourite things. Yes, definitely one of my favourite. And yeah. it's, it's very right up there with my uh, one of my favourite segments as well. So, mm, yeah. Um, so there you go. I'll be real quick on this one because I know we're running really short on time. Yeah, we, we, um, we are. We are. We're smashing it up there, yeah. but yeah, that's all right. Um, this is a feel-good one. Um, Gilbert the nice. Black Labrador is a therapy dog at Launceston General Hospital in Tasmania. For those nice. playing at home, if you're not in Australia, the last couple of years uh, he's been the therapy dog for staff, especially uh, midway through the pandemic. Um, in 2021. The, the staff got so much out of him by calming staff with their day-to-day dealings with COVID, et cetera, that they started to use Gilbert elsewhere in, in the hospital. So starting to, to see patients, great benefit nice. for patients and the, um, and the hospital and staff. He has great ability of picking people's uh, emotions and calming them down when they're not feeling great. That's, I'm going to quickly show you a photo nice. of Gilbert. Oh, uh, God, I love Gilbert. Yeah, big, big black Labrador. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dog. Oh, he, wow. um, so for the last two years, he's been given that therapy, but he, he tore a, um, his, what was it? Um, patella, I think it was. And oh, he is right, now... Okay in need of therapy in that he now uh, is receiving the therapy from humans so there he is post-surgery oh. cruciate ligament sorry not patella yeah so that's yeah, his knee so, though, isn't it yeah, yeah yeah so it's similar to what happened to our dog where she had torn an acl as well oh. um yeah so he went had surgery over seven days ago about 10 days ago or a bit more, I think it was. And now he's resting, getting a lot of therapy from the humans. So he is now receiving that love back in spades from all the people who've been following him on Facebook. So uh, he's Beautiful. still got, he's got two months of therapy and rehabilitation to get through so that he can get back to normal and go back to hospital and bring joy to all the kids and patients and staff at the hospital there. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, my that's little so good. cute little story for nature calls. 
It is. That is a crack of a story, actually. And I love the fact that he used to give therapy to humans and now mm. humans giving therapy back to him. It's a lovely pay it, yeah. um, pay it forward situation. That's yeah, really exactly. Cool. Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. That's really, beautiful really cool. Story. I like that. I have got one tonight that obviously the uh, title of the show is mm. um, Are Humans yeah, I'm curious. Crows? Well, absolutely. Well, the, uh, the absolute answer is no, they're not. But you what? probably would have known that. So you've only got to look at Orange Head over there. It's quite obvious they're not. <laughs> um, but I've, I've got a little uh, show and tell. It does go for a long time, so I definitely won't be playing all of that, but I will play just little bits of it. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm talking about is animals in general and how smart they are. So there's a. am just going to um, just preamble on just a couple of animals before I get to uh, the crows. So mm -hmm. we know how smart dolphins are. Dolphins are yeah. so smart that they have two parts of their brain and the way they sleep is that half of their brain sleeps and the other half has to be awake. And the reason it has oh, to be wow. awake is because they need to breathe because if they can't breathe, they'll die. So, and they're in water when they go to sleep. Yeah. So it's not like oh, they're a land mammal. So yeah. It's not fascinating. I would have yeah, thought that they would have evolved to be able to s shut their brain down and still breathe underwater no, like we do. No, they cannot. No, they can't. Wow. It's the same as cats. Cats can't, um, they have to hear even when they're asleep. Yeah. They've still got a, a sense of something happening, which mm. makes sense because yeah. otherwise they get attacked and killed. Yeah. You know, in, in the old <laughs> days sort of thing, not not in the house when they're, not you know, meowing at you to get fed. Mm. But, um, and the other one is um, that those two, and the, uh, the just the last one, and then I'll go on to the actual uh, birds we're talking about. Pigeons. Um mm. Recently, they've been using pigeons in um, detecting cancer. In, right. I think in uh, blood cancer, which is what's blood cancer called? Uh, another, um, starts with leukemia? L. Leukemia. Uh, yes. yes, I think it, I think it's leukemia. Don't um, don't quote me on that. I will find out and I will put mm -hmm. it in the show notes. But homework. Pi pigeons are so smart. Even my daughter was saying to me because they've got a particular magnet in in mm -hmm. their head. Um, near their brain, and it's able to help detect where um, the cancer is in the blood, etc., or the, the cancer is in, in the in the patient. I can't quite remember. But anyway, what I'm getting at is the intelligence that we're seeing um, from animals. It's unbelievable. And stuff that goes with that are what they call corvids, C-O-R-V-I-D-S. Corvids are a group of birds including jays, ravens, and crows. And as you probably know, uh, First Nations Indigenous uh, people of North America, uh, many many often have as like a spirit animal is a crow. Yeah, okay. And okay. when I sort of did more sort of research on this, I understood sort of why. They have unusually large brains for their body size and are known for their intelligence, including tool use and facial recognition. So like humans, they also spend a lot of time under their parents' care. So when they grow up, when crows grow up, they actually grow up in like a little gang. Mm. And, it, you know, it's like teenagers having the gang and going out and, and mm. hanging out, etc. Well, that's what they do. They do that for quite a while. And right. by doing that, they learn um, to work together and they mm -hmm. learn teamwork and they learn mm. how to... And they've actually found that crows um play with other animals say like oh, yeah. wolves for instance yeah when a wolf attacks and kills and whatever 
the crow will be around that area still um, mm-hmm. and maybe scavenging a little bit. And then maybe afterwards, um, they've been known to sort of play with the wolf, grab its tail oh, wow. and pull its tail and <laughs> different things. Yeah, no, it's it's really, it's, it is quite fascinating. I mean, they've been shown not, as I say, not just crows, it could be jays or, or ravens, um, uh, picking um, hair out of pandas mm. and and just, you know, and, and I think they're actually picking the insects out for the, for yeah. the panda or whatever. But wow. the panda's just sitting there going, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's just good. I mean, it, it's funny, actually. Over the last few years, I've been just getting more of a, a real appreciation for crows. I've just watched what they do in the mm. streets, et cetera, and I'm just yeah. like, that is really, really smart what you've mm. now just done. Like, yeah. there, I think there was a lid that was open or had to be open or whatever, and they'd realised that they couldn't get something unless it was, and then when someone opened it, they were able to get it. As soon as they shut mm. it, they went able to. They just, yeah, they're, they're really, what they've actually found, they found that crow's brain is about as smart as a seven-year-old. Oh, wow. Oh, so that's they, cool. It is. It's, it's pretty amazing. They, they did a test and they found that any sort of kids from five to seven could do this particular test, what the crows could do, but mm. from eight o'clock onwards, sorry, from eight years old, uh, year old onwards, the um, kids could get a better uh, result than the crows mm. were. So it's, it's pretty amazing with their cognitive abilities. Yeah. So the studies found that they spend more time in nests before fledging, more days feeding their offspring uh, as adults and more of their life living among family. And this all makes a difference in their brain and their cognitive um, development. Young birds also learn new tasks more quickly by watching their parents and remain with them for up to four years, allowing for more mental development. Yeah, it's just absolutely fascinating. I wonder how, how long they live for, the crows. I think... Crows can live for a fair old time. To be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure. It's a really good question. But mm. I'm pretty sure it's like 20 years onwards, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, you can have a little goob um, or duck, duck, girl, or whatever. 10 to 15 years for the common raven. Oh, there you go. And the, what Australian about... ra- the Australian raven's 22 years. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Tough You're right. Um, You're right on the money. But, uh, yeah, so... I mean, I, do you know, I, it wouldn't surprise well, it wouldn't surprise me at all if having a crow as a pet would probably be a really cool thing. Mm. If you if you if you had the space, it'd be really cool. And what they actually uh one of the things that they got them to do, um, I can't remember if it was in America or not, was help them clean up the streets. Oh, wow. So they <laughs> had this program where they taught them, and this is gonna sound a bit bad. Sorry, Blurts does. I don't think this affected the crow in any way. You've got to remember that crows, you know, they get um, stuck into toxic um, mm. rats when they're dead yeah. and everything else and, you know, all those sort of carcass sort of things. So it's not like they're squeaky clean um, mm. uh, when they're sort of out by themselves. Anyway, the reason I preface that is because what they got them to do is pick up cigarette butts. Ah, right. But and then put they, them in the bin? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then put them in the bin. And they, <laughs> they, they trained all these uh, crows to, uh, and it really started working in the area. Mm. And the crows were enjoying because it, it was a game for them. Yeah. You know, and um, I, wonder, I wonder if they got rewarded as a result. 
Yeah, it's, it's a great question. Mm. I just, yeah. I, I just hope that the, there's no toxics that uh, toxic substances leak yeah. into the crows when they, when they pick the the, the buds up. But mm. most of the time, they're just picking the picking the butts up. Yeah, yeah. And if they're the, picking uh, the butts yeah. up, I think that would probably be not too bad. I don't think yeah. it's a massive, massive yeah. drama. A lot of it, a lot of the bad stuff's filtered by then. Well, all this bad stuff well, been smoked, the, hasn't it? Yeah, so, smoked in, and yeah, and you only yeah. touching the outside, not the inside. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so. but anyway, the findings suggest that the parentings help shape bigger brains and intelligence, and studying other animals can give insights into the evolutionary conditions and contributed to human intelligence. Mm. Um, I know we've run really late. I just I thought yeah. this was um, just just fascinating, so I just wanted to share it going to just share a tiny bit of this just to show what i was talking about uh two seconds ago with the crows so if you're still with us um on the pod sorry i know it's going a little bit long but um it's uh, worth listening to and i won't play too much of it but i will definitely put the links in the show notes as awesome. they say so crow in the animal kingdom intelligence has evolved in many different ways in many different creatures we often think of our fellow primates at the top of the intelligence list, with their ability to use tools like sticks and rocks to access food, and with their ability to recognize themselves in the mirror. Orcas, too, are among the most intelligent, with their unique language skills and orchestrated hunting techniques. And anyone with a dog is constantly surprised at complex feats of social intelligence and emotional sensitivity. Intelligence seems to thrive in animals like this, mammals, often carnivorous ones, that live in tight social groups. But if we survey the world of animals, one of the smartest is one that is perhaps unexpected. An animal that isn't a mammal at all, but a bird, crows, or more generally, corvids. Corvids are mischievous, playful, and extremely intelligent. They use tools to forage and to solve complex problems. They even drop nuts on a road for cars to crack and then pick them up with the safety of pedestrian lights. They can also recognize faces and can hold a grudge against someone who was rude to them for several years. Like magpies. They can mimic sounds. <laughs> and That's Kaylee you're talking about, isn't it? <laughs> and me. <laughs> how is it that crows are so profoundly intelligent? And wow. how is it that we even measure their intelligence in the first place? Is bird intelligence wired in the same way as mammal intelligence? Or is it something different altogether? That's why I just wanted to give you just a taste because mm. um, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, you saw from that how yeah. incredibly smart they are. Mm. It's just, just nuts. So. Yeah, amazing creatures. They uh, are, and and I learned so much just doing a bit of uh, research on them. I'm, I'm glad I did because, mm. um, yeah, I, I I have watched that uh, YouTube in its entirety, and I highly mm. recommend um, that you do. Um, yeah. It's just it doesn't go for very long; it's only like 16, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, but geez, it's fascinating. So. Yeah, but, well, I so, can't wait to watch it. Yes, um, no, it's a good one. Definitely a good one. Um, but we have to get out of here because yeah, it has a long been, one. It has been a long one. <laughs> it has but I hope been you've learned one. something and you've cried a little bit with Gilbert and um, what else? What else have we talked about? Good stuff. Yes. Oh, 
we cried because of bad economic economic no yes yes definitely <laughs> we did bit of everything definitely. yes it was a bit of everything it was a bit of everything but um yeah thanks for uh, listening uh people and yes. uh if you did enjoy the show uh let your friends know um the all the links to the show are down there the new blurt.substack.com blurt.gmail.com and the Twitter is at Blurt New. We're on Spoutable as well. I mm-hmm. think that's Blurt New as well. If you're using so. Spoutable, you may not be. But yeah, so that is us out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the potty will be out uh, probably uh, early Saturday, Sunday this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Have a great weekend, Wednesday. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Exactly. And looking forward to next week's show. See you, everyone. Absolutely. Good night. Go Bye. The new Blurred is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Grass production. It's brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.